Hello everyone. My name is Saliha Wazirzada. I'm a filmmaker on a spiritual journey. In these podcasts, I will be talking to people from various industries, backgrounds, and experiences. And together with you, we will dig deeper into their spiritual connection with their own being or with their own soul. We'll be sharing stories of people from various backgrounds by plunging deeper into their soul connection and get them up close and personal so they can feel comfortable to share their inner stories. Furthermore, the idea is to have a soul reconnection space where people can understand the common thread binding all humanity for we are spiritual beings first. Welcome to the 10th episode of Untold Story Told. Today, we're joined in by Asoka Naomi. Asoka is currently studying masters in art therapy and is on a great and challenging exploration. Asoka is organic, authentic, honest, and so much more. As for Asoka, it is about holding to faith as grass withers and flowers fade and in this only his word remains above all she has a sense of becoming for a purpose hello asoka how are you hi sally ha i'm good thanks how are you Yeah good good it's so good to have you on the show i just uh, was trying to get through to you and finally we got connected so <laughs> uh lest we not uh, dwell into the connection issues that we faced yesterday and today um uh, and get straight into it yes um yeah so tell us a bit about yourself asoka Uh so I'm currently uh studying art therapy. Um and previous to that I did um I studied fine arts. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh why is it that you got pulled towards uh, doing something like art therapy? Oh, well, you see like um when I finish um the fine arts course, I really was interested in art therapy because it's a combination of the way i perceived it back then was it's the combination of helping people and using my passion in art mm-hmm. um but i i think since i've you know started the art therapy course I, i've been able to see that it's so much more than just sort of helping people it's about you know allowing people to understand themselves and Yeah, it's really complex actually. <laughs> so interesting that you, you know, you thought of that you want to do art therapy and you want to help people in a way where you using your, you know, because you're good at art, so you want to use it in a way to help people. So what kind of ways do you think art uh can help people with? What what is your focus? Uh so I would say that it's being able to allow um someone to be able to communicate through the artwork so it's not so much about um my perception of like my interpretation of the artwork but it's being able to draw out um 
you know, being able to ask questions about the artwork and allowing um, the individual to sort of talk about what's going on for them. Um, and it's about what's going on for them and being able to explore that with them and, you know, um, that they can come to their own realisation of um, certain aspects of their life and the way they may be behaving or their understanding their emotions and being able to just support them in that. Wow, wow. So can you take us down uh, to, like, what would be an average day for an art therapist? Like, what would you be doing uh, with people how would it go about like how would you go about it yeah so i guess it's it's more the i think the important thing is to understand that not everyone suits art therapy so it's about sort of having those initial conversations with um an individual and just sort of um checking in with them and seeing where they're at and whether they would be interested in art therapy because I think um, a lot of people sort of carry a perception of what art is and that you to do art therapy that you have to be a good artist and that's that's actually not true that anyone um, can you know do art therapy but mm. you know people might have previous experiences of art you know like you know the high school art teacher that's uh-huh. just said you know you're really bad at art like you know and that and yeah. that actually it's it's you know that kind of stays with people um yeah. and you know so as soon as they hear art therapy it's like oh no oh no not all over again <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't want, I don't, you know, I, I have to be this, like, amazing, you know, artist and that's, and yeah. it's not even about that. That's so interesting because uh, that's, that kind of went through my head. It did. Because yes. um, I'm not very artistic as you would hear the same <laughs> sentence from these people. I'm not artistic or like, I'm not creative. I can hear that happening. That's an <laughs> of what I used to say about myself which I don't do anymore because of my whole self-love love journey that I am experiencing <laughs> yes. I choose my words because they can be kind of like spells or they can like you know bring things into existence as they say and it, but words are powerful so do you think like you feel like you need to start with these people at a, at, a, at a very like at a level where you first need to change the way of thinking so they can come to that level I think it's about being present with the individual and being being in the here and the now with the person. I mean, there's so many terms they say client, patient, consumer. Um, but in this context, as I speak with you, I, I'd like to say an individual or a person, um, you know, because it's about just it is about being with the person and understanding where they're at and and being in that here and there now. So that's really, really and being present, like that's really important. And just understanding that it's not it's not about your art journey or your experiences, but it's uh it's about them mm-hmm. <laughs> and and being able to, you know, see where they're at. Mm. It's interesting because like then you must be having uh, some knowledge about how the brain functions and the effects of, uh, you know, traumatic experiences. Do you have, uh, you know, did you get into that? Yeah, so um, I guess with 
we we have explored that and I have done some um, research on trauma-informed practice. Now, I guess with trauma-informed practice, it does actually look at functions of the brain um, and just how um, I think we, we've covered a number of areas, you know, people's coping strategies, um, the effects of trauma and how that actually does um, affect the brain and it's something that I'm actually still exploring because it's so complex. The brain, I mean, the brain is amazing. Like, yeah, you know, because the, you know, there's a term that um, they call neuroplasticity. Still trying to work out how to say it, like, <laughs> to yeah. say it, but yeah. basically, it's um, the capability. The brain can change, so like you can actually um change like the thought program your thoughts the thought the thoughts yeah but this but you know you've got to understand like if you've got a layer of trauma on that 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 may take the recovery may take quite a long time so you know it it's one of those things that it's a process and yeah like it really depends it, it's hard yeah. it's hard to say okay someone's you can suddenly it's not about fixing someone yeah. it's about recovery yeah and supporting and as you said presence i love that yes because sometimes when uh people have been through a trauma all they want is somebody to just be sitting beside them and making them f- uh, feel as if they they are alive like they they are being heard Yes, uh, and not being judged and not being put in a position of let me try to fix you, you know. Yes, uh, um, that ability to listen, that ability to be present, and uh, you know your your own, and not bringing your ego or bringing your own self into their own experience of trying to just you know, let it all out. It's it's a very amazing power to have, and it's amazing that you're doing it through art. Now tell us if uh, you know do you experience any people who go through really hard times and then um you know i mean what kind of art uh, you know i mean are there any art techniques that you use with them is is it something that you've experienced recently like someone who had a very uh, traumatic experience and you tried something with them i look i think i think um it's one of those things that um through my research um i've sort of been able to learn about the different techniques that um you can use and you know depending like you you can use um mindfulness um mm. so you can use mindfulness i'm just thinking what else mm. you can I, I like I've I've used music as well and mm. and um and mm. people being able to you, you know draw to music that's mm. something else that I research wow music yeah yeah so you are in uh, like is there something that you do music wise do you sing do you do, do well you, yeah <laughs> yeah I well I think I think I sort of want to steer away from what I can do. It's more what it depends on the person that's sitting in front of me and to sort of mm. listen to what they're sharing and then be able to go from there. 
um, because I think I think that one of the important things is to realize is that sometimes you can go in with a like an agenda or a directive, yeah. um, what they call a directive, um, and you may have a theme. And in some cases, a directive may be needed, um, but other times a directive might not be appropriate. So I think it's really important to sort of just really. That's why that initial sort of check-in with a person is really like important mm. because because then you can gauge that like mm. you know I think that there's instances where I've sort of thought okay I'll do this but then actually that's that might not be appropriate in that time mm. so you've got to change you've got to change like your strategy mm. yeah was there a time that you thought I don't want to do this anymore I mean, like <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think because I'm in my final semester, and I mean, there's been numerous times where I've just thought, oh, "This is this is too much." Like, mm. you know, um, and I think I think you've got to be honest. Like, sometimes there are times where you're like, "What am What am I actually doing this for?" Like, mm. you know. Um, you know it can be quite intense sometimes like mm. you know because you're learning so much and 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 also just realizing there's so much i don't know <laughs> but also giving my um giving myself permission to realize you know well i'm still a learning learning and you know i'm still you know exploring those learning edges you know yeah yeah being compassionate with yourself rather than being hard on yourself yeah yeah it's a process it's a, a you know especially when you have to deal with others and then uh if you are an empath like me uh if a person like me would completely get drawn into uh what they're feeling and what they're going through so it's it's quite it takes a quite a powerful incredible person to pull through and say i will continue doing this so it made me think what you went through now asoka were there any um experiences you went through as a, as a kid as growing up that you think now in hindsight that shaped your uh, way towards what you do today um yeah look i i would say probably my story of um being adopted um certainly has probably um shaped you know wanting to um help people <laughs> which is you know obviously the initial thought that i had when i you know went into doing art therapy um i guess i just see myself as you know so fortunate and and blessed and you know like to have this opportunity and have the education and mm. you know be here in Australia mm. um so i think yeah definitely that's definitely shaped sort of mm. um you know wanting to sort of make a difference as you know i mean i think that's what i initially you know before i even started this art therapy um course was like yeah i want to make a difference but mm-hmm. i think i've realized so much more since mm-hmm. doing the course that it's not just about making a difference it's not just about helping people mm-hmm. yeah 
I heard you mention how grateful you are. So do you think like being grateful in the now, in the present that you are in makes a big difference to your outlook on life? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it it does. I think it's one of those things that it's a discovery and also just um, like by doing this course, it's sort of, made me also reflect on myself as well and like I've grown so much personally as well um and so I think now I've got to this point where um I I can be grateful for it like I think that you know if you had if you had spoken to me last year while I was doing the course I might have been like <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah um because it's definitely been a journey a, a, you know it's sort of definitely developing and growing personally and professionally that's it that's it asoka like i was thinking about it the other day and i was talking to another person too and we were coming to these conclusions that um some things you know are so amazing to experience the fact that uh every day we evolving like you wake up the next morning and you feel a new a newer version than the per- version you were a day before um and it's possible it's very possible and it happens when you are more focused uh, on uh becoming a better version of yourself right yeah i think definitely becoming a better uh version of myself but also i think for me it's it's about being honest and authentic and and being able to overcome things that you know like have been you know you've been holding on to for yeah. a long time and or just getting to a point where you can sort of work through things because you know i think once you sort of um it's not about fixing yourself because i don't you know because i don't really believe you can completely fix yourself but i think it's about being kind to yourself and saying okay you know mm. i'm dealing with this and and you know getting the support you need or um you know so taking a day at a time to be able to overcome things mm. yeah yeah i was reading this the other day about um how our uh, higher self like the soul already is intact like it already knows what's our highest good and it's it's there's no injury on the soul it's all our thoughts that causes to uh, make us believe that we lack something or we need to fix something this need to fix something puts us into this negative pattern of always trying to look ways look for ways to heal ourselves and um uh, it can get very very uh intense if the more experiences you feel you get or at the same time are collecting this whole data of that i also need to fix myself simultaneously and it becomes like you 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 just don't I, I, that's what the book said that you, a person does not grow because they stay in this mentality of always trying to fix themselves so you don't never give yourself that pat on the back or like i'm okay just being me the way i am with my light and dark do you do you experience anything of uh, anything like that um i think like for me i have my faith um and so my faith in god and so i i think that that's been something that i've really explored as well um throughout my life and especially especially sort of on this um you know just journey of 
you know, studying art therapy as well. And like, um, and also just having the support networks in place as well. And uh, learning to, uh, because I know, I think it sort of also goes back to um, the functions of the brain and um, the things that your coping strategies, like, and what automatically comes up, like when things happen and, and sort of just discovering why you, why you actually react in certain ways and also how your brain's functioning and in certain um, scenarios. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking up uh, post-traumatic stress disorder the other day, PTSD, yes. especially because I'm uh, making a film about a character who has that uh, he has he's going through ptsd so in, in it i it got me thinking um do you do you think that people when they go through ptsd they can also experience a very uh, weird version as a not weird sorry a very uh, disconnected version of their memory of what actually happened because trauma can suppress memory or make it look like a hallucinated memory or it's not an accurate account or they can just get memory loss can memory during PTSD do you, in your knowledge I I mean I'm obviously I'm still training as mm. a art therapist but mm. um, it does affect it can affect memory and also disassociation mm. so um, you know that disassociation depending on you know you know the traumatic event um, mm. and you know the brain can shut down those mm those memories Hmm. um and then people can go um into hyper arousal which means that sometimes you know in certain like for instance if something if if they heard a loud bang Hmm. in the present that can you know make them react in a certain way Hmm. and their emotions can be um heightened Hmm. Hmm. So yeah. anything in their their uh, I mean anything in their environment can trigger uh, suppressed emotions, suppressed memories. Yeah, and it's also um, acknowledging that people can go into the flight, fright, or freeze mode. Mm-hmm. So um, we sort of you know it really depends on the individual and the you know the experience that they've had. And yeah, it's 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 very. Hard, and I think it's something that I'm still exploring with trauma because it's it's so complex, and um, it really depends on the individual. But like you said, um, with the um, character, you know, like yeah, I think it's something. It's it's really interesting. I think it, I think you would be really interested in exploring that further (laughs) yeah yeah I mean like I don't know it just came up to me like with life the way things shaped for me I got into uh, mental health just um, I mean I was I'm a filmmaker but somehow got into mental health because I was trying to explore certain parts about me too and I'll just be honest because I mean it's just you know it's good to just talk about yourself the way you are be authentic so um, there are a few issues that I faced and then I was like what the 
F just happened, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, what is this whole part of, like, this part of me which I've never explored? And um, uh, why, you know, how do I come out of it? And uh, the lack of it. And I did think about contacting coaches. I did think about going into therapy. But the kind of person I was then and the kind of situation I was in, uh, I didn't leap or didn't go towards the proper formal way of sorting your issue. So I thought, I can do it all by myself. <laughs> right i went on the internet started reading a whole bunch of stuff and somehow went through all of my crash bank kind of situations but you know what happens is that when you think you can cure yourself and you're going through shit yes. you basically are not making wise or proper or like uh, decisions that actually make sense because you need to stop revive to survive and you don't give yourself that time to cope and you just start looking for solutions so that idea of what you just said of always going for looking for the fixing part is not the idea because that just puts you into this like i have to fix me i have to fix me more right so i've been there and i know how it feels so i somehow got interested in mental health and i love how what you do do you, do you paint because i i did see a few paintings on instagram uh, yeah, so I do uh, I do paintings, I do drawings, I do mixed media, um, I do digital art. Um, yeah, I do a combination of everything. <laughs> That's beautiful. Did you? When did you first start painting? Like when you were? How young were you? Uh, I feel like I've done it forever. To be honest, like wow. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was looking at them and I was like, this is deep, man. This is deep stuff. And I actually got attracted a few, to a few of them for my film because that the, the character actually paints as well. Yes. And that's an interesting story because Asoka and I, we met through friends. And when we met, it was just like an instant connection. It's like, whatever you do is different <laughs> than what I do. And even your faith is different than my faith. But that, that all does not matter because the connection parts are like, fitting each other like yeah I, I was looking for a person like my character goes through art therapy right my character <laughs> has PTSD my character has been through the military things like that and it was all coming down to the kind of people that you deal with and what you do for therapy and somehow you know I looked at your artwork and I said that artwork will be perfect for the artwork my character will be painting in my drama film so and we just instantly connected <laughs> I know it was, it was pretty amazing like um you know because we did meet through mutual friends and yeah like I think um and yeah we uh, like I think we talked quite a long time yeah. as well <laughs> uh, probably because nobody was talking to us <laughs> yeah probably because we were ignoring everyone else <laughs> we're just like chilling with water and everybody had the wine glasses in their hands we're like can we just have more sparkling water thank you very much <laughs> yeah meanwhile we're having a really deep conversation <laughs> And everybody's on a little bit of a high because they are mostly most of them are mums and they're like, oh yeah, so like our kids are at home, so let's just have some drinks. And we are sitting there having sparkling water, and the way we were laughing, which was more contagious and much more louder than the rest of the crowd, made them think that we were drinking more than them. 
Yeah, what's in that sparkling water? It's like they're hitting it off. They don't even know each other from anywhere. Like we all know each other, but they don't know each other, but they're hitting it off, right? I know, right? Like, I mean, it was the first time I met you. So it was like... Yeah, instant connection. And then like, what's your date of birth? We have to do that. Like, we had to find out how old you are. So I could say I'm bigger than you and I'm younger than you. <laughs> I'm better than you. Yeah, I'm better than you. Damn right, I'm better than you. Uh, by the way, uh, I, Ahsoka does sing and she's not she's being very shy about it but I've heard a few thing, tracks from her and uh, she is a beautiful singer where does it stem back to your your ability to sing um, I did sing in church um, a while back hmm. um, so I think that's probably where it's and yeah. I've been in the choir like when I was at school yeah um, yeah and then I think I got into a bit of songwriting um, with church. So, yeah, I think that's probably where I really sort of thought, oh, maybe I should do more songwriting. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I did like like a singing singing and writing, like songwriting course. Wow. a A brief like a brief course wow um and yeah like I guess sometimes um like I haven't really done a lot of music recently Hmm. um but I have sort of written lyrics down um because I think music for me is not so much about me being famous and doing lots of gigs Hmm. um I think it's more about um like, for instance, when the Sri Lankan bombings happened, mm-hmm. um, after that I wrote a song. Wow. Yeah. So I was moved to write a song. You have to feel it. Like you have to feel like you need to voice it out, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. not about it's not about like being super famous. Like mm-hmm. I, I have no drive for to be, you know, on the stage and be gigging like I think hmm. I want my music to make a difference and, yeah, I do want it to reach um, different countries but it's not about to be famous. It's about for people to really resonate and for it to make a difference, if it's that makes beautiful. sense. No, it's beautiful. Whatever you just said was beautiful. Like uh, <laughs> Speaking from your heart and that's what we want. Your music, the the ones that I've heard, the, the songs that I've heard, uh, that I've come across I found that there was a whole lot of soul in it and that's why I, I was like yes it has to be something like church because that that's the kind of sound you get to hear there um, and it makes you go like into this space when you when I hear you uh, and I'm I, and I, I like to sing and but I don't have this amazing story like you do where you went for the like, you know the reading and the writing and, sorry not the actual doing the course and actually going into it and thinking about how to make a change in the world um I I just like to sing in the showers um yeah <laughs> and just to add to like a bit of beautiful stories about me I did make a, a song up 
<laughs> I did make a song up right after the, the the you know the black rights that were happening during this whole thing that was happening in America. Uh, I yes. did write up a song and I did upload it, and it was all mixed up because the sound was separately recorded with like mixed up loops in GarageBand, and yes. my voice is recorded in a bathroom. And together, <laughs> I put it together because I was so passionate that I need to do it on that. You know, there was that day Black Tuesday, and I was yes. like, I need to release it on Black Tuesday, and I was so motivated in my own little world where I think I've got my own little people in my head <laughs> who I need to like they're cheering for me like go Sandra, go you can do this so I was like yeah I'm feeling like my friend Ahsoka now and I'm gonna do her thing and I'm gonna be like so much better like so much better and then I make up the song and people are like yeah it's good but like yeah it's good yeah the wordings are good I'm like okay cool so what I do is, because I know I sang sang really crappy <laughs> I put on subtitles with it so that people feel like influenced by the words so it's like let's call out to the oneness in this all let's call out to the faith let's call out to the oneness and people are like yeah we'll feel it and we'll feel it and we try to feel it it's like I'm like yeah okay yeah don't don't lie just don't lie you know because like just tell me the truth but don't lie to me yeah so i've had that experience so that is my beautiful story of how i like to sing <laughs> uh so let's do this beautiful gratitude thing for you which i do for everyone in the end and i tell them the story about how positivity is important but like you already know all that stuff so <laughs> <laughs> yep so mister get into the card shuffling cuz you know how intuitive i am and i'm so cool with all the shuffling stuff and I, whatever i say to you will resonate with you and you will like it so <laughs> <laughs> and you will you better like it <laughs> so I'm shuffling these cards these beautiful cards they are very artistic and I'm saying that to impress you but if you're not impressed I don't care well, I can't see them <laughs> they're beautiful I'll send you a picture when it comes out so they're double sided cards and they've got beautiful illustrations and beautiful divine messages so they're all positive cards they say it's called power thought cards it makes you think about life positively and it's however you want to apply it to your life okay yep So I'll just go into it with my intuition intuition and uh, yeah just get into it and try to pull out a card for you darling okay so I got one card wow it says um I am flexible and flowing right that's on one side and what it says the bigger message uh bear with me as I read this it says I am open to the new and changing every moment presents a wonderful new opportunity to become more of who i am i flow with life easily and effortlessly oh wow yeah i think that was pretty cool what do you think i think it's about like being um who i'm supposed to be and not being afraid and being bold and courageous Yes, that's what it is. You got it. You got it. Yeah. And what I'll do is I'll take you take a picture of this and send it to you and you can stare at it in your own time <laughs> and like be like, "Oh, it applies to that. Oh, it applies to that. Oh, it doesn't apply to that. What yeah. crappy little crappy podcaster <laughs> did I just speak to? You know, she's making me think about life. I don't want to talk about life. I just want to be happy, you know." <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's sometimes yeah. it's funny. It's funny like sometimes people do trigger us and we do get like people who are mirrors as they say or they bring up something 
and you're like mm. oh uh, so this part of my life i never really wanted to visit or i did not visit or i did not know how much it has affected me yeah. thank you for bringing it up now i'm going to have like dark nights of the soul now <laughs> yeah yeah and then everything that you thought like you feel like you're stronger and you're bold and you're courageous everything like little things like a baby crying or something makes you cry because you're like i am so sensitive now and <laughs> and those dark nights don't last forever and that temporary time of growth through pain does not last forever but yes. in that time everything just feels like oh my god that is so romantic oh my god that is so you know that makes me so angry or like oh this makes me so sad so all your emotions go uh, everywhere what do you think in your experience uh yeah i mean i i would be absolutely um honest in saying yes like mm. you know um you know i've explored my emotions of you know being happy sad frustrated angry <laughs> um and even i think i've even sort of i mean i've explored that generally in my life but also just even in my faith and i think it's okay to yeah. do that to yeah. explore that even in your faith and say does it does god even exist like god i feel angry at you like you know yeah. this has happened this has happened you know but yeah. i think it's just being really honest uh hmm. in in how your feeling and being able to communicate that to the people around you hmm. as well like hmm. i think sometimes it's okay to say well actually at the moment i'm feeling this way and hmm. and you know i think i think i've had to learn that because i think um over the years i've sort of pushed people away or i've shut people out um as a method of my own coping strategy <laughs> i mean let's get honest to you but yeah, i think yeah. i think i think it's one of those things that um yeah like i've i've explored that with um friends and even in my faith as well so um i guess i guess for me i've sort of come to this point where i need just faith as small as a mustard seed like you know and um and to just sort of um that to acknowledge that sometimes like a little faith can make a difference um and it's and just taking that day at a time as well Mm. Yeah. It's so important. I loved every word you just said. It makes me think, like you know, this thought I had the other day, where you, um, when you're all alone, when there's nobody around you, what do you have? You have your faith. Yes. Whatever it is, you believe in. Please believe in it yeah. because it, alive is going to keep you going through. It's going to keep you positive. It's going to make you think like this too shall soon pass, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's that kind of feeling. Lovely speaking to you, Asoka. It's been lovely, and it's been very, uh, you know, it's been funny. It's been, uh, you know, soul touching. At the same time, it's been, you know, uplifting. Uh, you're a wonderful soul, and every time I meet you, and every time I hear from you, or something like that, it's always a wonderful experience. So good to have you on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me, Saluha. Like I really, it was so much fun. So thank you. As always, as <laughs> always. You have a good night there. Yeah, you too. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. And if you would like to keep in touch with Asoka Naomi, you can do so by going to Facebook and typing Asoka, A S O K A Naomi, N A O M I. 
You can also keep in touch with her on Instagram on her account, A Plethora of Choices.